Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. The geopolitical arena, we got the Iranian proxy coming against Israel, the destroyer. There we have Russia against Ukraine. We have China and the threat of uh, war there with Taiwan taking that over. And then there's all kinds of wars that's happening in the world right now that have been happening in Africa for years. And what does that all mean? Wars and rumors of wars. Somebody says, well, that's what it's always been. We find that in the last days, there'll be no place to turn except to God. When it says in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, all these are the beginning of sorrows, and they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. Right now in India, the northeastern part of India, we have Christians there that are being killed, churches burned down, and simply because they name a different God than the Christians. Our God is Jesus, Jesus only. We will not defer from that. There on the other hand is uh, Hindu, and we have reincarnation, Buddhism, Islam. Everyone believes they're right. And God in the last days, through judgment, will prove that he is the only true God in eternal life. But it'll be through the judgments of God. When judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness, who God is. All God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. He uses judgment to get our attention. When we have the seven churches in the book of the Revelation, any problem in the church, any time, past, present, or future, can be found in one of those seven churches. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Any one of those problems can be seen presently in any one of those seven churches. We find that Jezebel has seduced God's people and God gave her space to repent. She wouldn't. But the ones that follow her will be cast into a bed of affliction. That's the wrath of God. We find that Ephesus has lost uh, that first love left that first love because iniquity abounds. The love of many waxes cold. They get into a mechanical worship, not from the heart, but of necessity, thinking this is what I must do. Then from Ephesus, Smyrna, poverty. And they are told that they, though they are poor, yet they're rich in faith. We find Pergamos where Satan's seed is, where Satan dwelleth. We find in Thyatira that Jezebel, predominant in the churches today, that is, Mr. Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, and abominations of the earth, stating, I said, a queen, I am no widow, and I'll see no sorrow, no birth pangs, no tribulation, no persecution, not realizing that judgment must first begin at the house of God and the righteous scarcely be saved. But they have literally annulled the work of God and the work of the ministry, simply stating there's a pre-tribulation rapture. Not realizing the book of the Revelation is written to the church, to the servants of God, the ones that are called by the name of Jesus. 
Then we have Sardis. God said to them, I have not found your works perfect. You mean to tell me he's looking for perfect works? Yes. But the church world today said there are no works that are company salvation. Faith plus nothing, not an equal salvation. Not works that accompany salvation. And James spoke about it, said, You show me your faith without your works, I'll show you my faith by my works. Now, the only church he didn't rebuke was, of course, there in uh, that sixth church. And we find uh, there that in the, ch- in the church of brotherly love. Yet he mentioned the synagogue of Satan. It was still there. Take a look at Revelation 2 when we talk about the church of Philadelphia. And he states there, I know thy works. Behold, I will set an open door before you that no man can shut. Goes on and says, And has kept my word and has not denied my name. Now they've been obedient unto righteousness, unto holiness. Look at verse 9 in Revelation 3. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. What will God do? Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved you. Not that they're worshiping you, but they're worshiping God before you the Lord Jesus making them know that he has loved the true body of Christ because they've kept the word of God's patience. And your patience possesses your souls. That's going to be truer now than ever. We're finding that more of the younger people and the teenagers are, are mentally disturbed because of social media. That was not in my generation. There was no such thing as uh, uh, the cell phones or whatever the case is in the different social media sites. Uh, There was no TikTok or Snapchat or whatever it is uh, that they were constantly attacking one another. The hate that just spews out of each one's mouth against another to the point the self-worth has no foundation. There's no Christ foundation. Therefore, the wicked taketh are taken by Satan at will. It says Satan Satan taketh the wicked at will. They have no literal defense or offense against Satan because they have no foundational truth in Christ. Christ has to be taught. Christ has to be established in that doctrine in each individual's life in order to be able to stand, and especially in these last days. We find in the woke society now that it's equity. They say it's equity. All men are equal. Therefore, the rich must give to the poor. And the poor, though, just sit back and absolutely do nothing. Able bodies ready to work. Yet the word of God says, if a man doesn't work, neither should he eat. There is whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Now, these are fundamental laws, but they're being denied. We're finding it more and more that the George Soros and the social medias, as well as uh, the very governmental 
leadership over the people of uh, their God are hated more and more than ever. Their Christian faith is being attacked. What do we do? Well, we stand. We stand, therefore, in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. If we deny the Lord, he'll deny us. We must stand as a witness to our Lord Jesus Christ. When he says, and you shall be witnesses of me, that's after we receive the Holy Ghost, and you shall be witnesses of me, the witness there are martyrs, willing to die for the Lord Jesus Christ and the testimony which we hold. Let me die the death of the righteous, let my last end be like his, is the attitude that we must take like Job. Job stated, yes, yea, though God slay me, yet I will trust in him. Very few have that kind of faith today. But we find that in the last days, the tribulation and persecution will be so great against the church that in this time, where the Antichrist by peace will destroy many, taking the kingdoms with flatteries, forecasting his devices and prosper, calling himself a prophet, arms standing on his part, that the world will say who's able to make war against the beast. And that man of sin, the son of perdition, that comes out of that one world government, out of the north a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land, and that seething pot is a boiling pot. We see that in a second vision given to Jeremiah. The first vision given to Jeremiah assures us that the body of Christ the church of the living God, will stand, sure and steadfast in the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. What seest thou, Jeremiah, the prophet of the nations? He said, I see a rod of an almond tree. And thou hast well seen, I will hasten my word to perform it, God said. Well, what is a rod of an almond tree? Well, that's a rod given to John, which is uh, that body of Christ. In Revelation 11, 1, John says, states that there's a rod given to me, saying, Rise, measure the temple of God, the altar, and them that worship therein. We will be measured by Christ. He is our measure. Therefore, we, jo- we do not judge one another. Paul said, It's a small thing that if I be judged of you, I judge not mine own self. For there's one that judges me, even the word that I preach will judge me in that day. There is the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, which we all will be measured by. In the last of the last days, we should not be newborn babies. We should be weaned from the milk in a full age. Then from the newborn babes, born of the water and the spirit, we find that most have not even done that. Somebody said, where did you see that? Well, we see it in the church there of Philadelphia, the church of brotherly love, and they were warring. But God promised them that those that say they are Jews and are not, I'll make them come down and worship before thy feet to make them know that I have loved you. That is God's uh, literal judgment. We find it also in Smyrna. Many say they're Jews and are not, but other synagogue of Satan. Well, what is this? Well, not even born again. They think they are. They say they're Jews, spiritual Jews, that they're wild olive branches grafted into the true vine of the church of the living God. 
They're not spiritual Jews. He is not a Jew that is one outwardly in the circumcision of the flesh, but he is a Jew that is one inwardly, circumcision of the heart and the spirit, whose praise is not of man but of God. We're not talking about replacement theology either. There's always been the nation. Israel still is and will be. But by the same truth, there is a spiritual Israel of the ecclesia, the called out ones, uh, and those Jews, the church of the living God, are the spiritual Jews. Why are they spiritual Jews? Because they've had the circumcision of the heart in the spirit, the spirit of the believer. It has been circumcised. Circumcised means to cut, to cut off. Well, what was cut off? The body, the sins of the flesh. And that is what's misunderstood. Even in Philadelphia, we're warring against the ones that thought they were Jews and are not. They are the synagogue of Satan, but say they're Jews. They're right in there with the believer, and that is that wheat is right there among and in the chaff is among them. The wheat and the chaff are growing together now. But there is a time that through God's judgment that tares will be gathered first. Not a pre-tribulation rapture. The tares are gathered first and put in a bundle and they're burned. Then what is left, the remnant left over, these are the ones that will enter into the kingdom that is prepared of, for them from the foundation of the world. We have it backwards. We call good evil and evil good. We simply say, you follow the Lord Jesus Christ and just confess he's the son of God, saying the sinner's prayer or asking Jesus to come into your heart that you are a born-again believer. No, you're not. You say you're Jews. Well, you're not. And this is where the judgment of God comes in because he states there, there's a problem there in two of these churches, even in the Philadelphian church, that they warred against these Jews, saying they were Jews, they were in the body of Christ, they had had the circumcision of the heart and the spirit, but they weren't. Same way in Smyrna. And God called them synagogues of Satan, saying they were amongst the church. These are tares among the wheat. They will be gathered and burned. Well, what are? What are these people that say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan? And it's the easy believism that you can have the world in Jesus too. You can have money, land, and all, and not forsake that fleshly desires of the heart, of the flesh, and you can have the world and Jesus too. Those that love the world, Jesus stated very simply, you cannot love God and mammon, serve God and mammon. You'll either love the one and hate the other, hold the one, despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon or money, but most do. Matter of fact, most of the churches are built upon prosperity on the mammonite or money doctrine to begin with. And if you serve God, you're going to have plenty of money. And because of that, many have erred thinking that gain is godliness, that money in the bank is godliness. From such, turn away. 
Well, if finance is if money increases and riches do increase, don't set your heart upon them because those that will be rich fall into many hurtful lusts and diverse temptations. There are few that are rich and few wise are called for the kingdom of God. But we're told just the opposite. We're told that if you follow the Lord Jesus Christ, that you're going to be blessed with riches and business, prosperity, houses, lands, cars, and whatever the case is. It's a total lie. These are the ones that say they're Jews that are not but the synagogue of Satan. They are the ones that preach a prosperity gospel, saying that money and riches is, in fact, the Lord Jesus Christ that God is in that money and God will rise up and reprove them and show in the last days that this synagogue of Satan will be made to come and worship before the saints, the church of living God's feet to make them know that I've loved you. We're seeing the woke and all the uh, LBG to give plus whatever coming more and more dominant throughout the world, not only in the United States, but in every nation. And in some nations, it's against the law. They will not, they will not literally uh, accept it in their country or in their nation. They realize, but by the same token, by killing them there and delivering them up to death, there is no witness there of the Lord Jesus Christ. What do we do? We lift up, spare not, and show the people their sins. You live for God. You let your light shine. That in the state of persecution and tribulation, you stand firm for the Lord Jesus Christ. There will be a place that will come here in the near future where social media has destroyed most of uh, the, the tenets of faith or the family unit in America, that it's going to simply get worse with artificial intelligence. We think that Google or the different sites and the media sites are bad. Wait till we get artificial intelligence. It will make the what we know now in the computer search engines pale in comparison to how it's going to relate and interpret the feelings in the soul realm of each individual that gives into it. The affections and the lust of the flesh will be even more pronounced. And they will say, well, it won't hurt anything. You're simply having affections with an inanimate object that is 100% knowledge. That's what you had in the Garden of Eden whenever Adam fell. The tree of knowledge. You'll have your own little tree of knowledge that you will eat thereof, which will destroy the soul. But very few even acknowledge that. They think it's a good thing. That knowledge will increase. Not the knowledge of God, the knowledge of the world. The money and the fame, fortune, achievements. And this will dominate each nation. And we find that through their little being able to uh, chronicle each individual's activity, 
and through facial recognition, that in each country, every soul will be literally trafficked or literally chronicled of what they do, what they spend, where they go, and the Christian itself will be literally targeted. This gives way to the mark of the beast, which many think is a physical, literal chip put in the hand or in the forehead, which is not. Those that take the mark of the beast have to receive it, to receive the mark, which is a 603 score and six. It is not 666. It is 603 score and six. And in John, writing that in the Greek, there knew that it was a key Z stigma. Key, C-H-I. That is the beginning. Christ, the Spirit of God. Z, X-I, written as a serpent, standing against that Spirit, which is key. Z, standing against key, is 60, standing against 600, the number of Christ. And then, Keys a stigma. Now, the stigma means the stick, but it also, in the original, was a number of man. What would it mean then? Key stigma was Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Key 600, come in the flesh, six, the number of man. So, very simply, key stigma, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Oh, well, that's how we discern whether the Spirit is of God or not. We see that in 1 John 4, verse 1 through 4. Hereby try you the spirits. How do you try the spirits? To see whether they have money in the bank? To see how, what kind of car they drive or how they dress? No. You discern them by their confession. This is what John stated in his epistle. Hereby try you the spirits to see whether they are of God. Why? Because there's many false prophets that's entered into the world. Not just some, even in John's day. And evil men and seducers have been waxing worse and worse since then. To the point, the best of them is as thorns. They, we find in this last day, that good is evil spoken of. Truth is cast to the ground. Church attendance is down more than ever, down less than 50%. And in the United States, they say 65% of the population are Christians, yet they don't go to church. It's not important. They think they've said the sinner's prayer, and they have heaven made, so why mess with that? We've got heaven made. Not realizing that we are to grow from newborn babes, and very few have even been born again. Thinking they have, they've been duped. They've been told, you say the sinner's prayer, you're born again but you must be born of the water and the Spirit. And very few have done that. How do you do it? Well, Peter was given the keys of the kingdom on the day of Pentecost. He gave that formula to be born of the water and the Spirit. They were picked in their heart on the day of Pentecost and said, what must we do? Peter, standing up along with the other 11, said, repent. Don't stop there. The church world then puts us back back before the cross and say repentance is enough. That is enough. You don't have to be anything other than repentance because you're born again. That's not true. Peter stated the formula. 
repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins. Now, many will say no. It's because your sins are already remitted. No, they're not. Because it states that the circumcision of the heart in the spirit to have the body of the sins of flesh cut off, circumcised by that circumcision made without hands, that circumcision of Christ, that operation of God that takes a spiritual scalpel and cuts off the foreskin of your heart is only done through water baptism, not in Father, Son, Holy Ghost in the name, but in the name Jesus which is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost given to us by Peter. Knowing the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost given to Peter, the keys, they said, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Now you are a Jew, assuming you've been born again of the water and the Spirit. Many have received the gift of the Holy Ghost going to church and believing uh, and receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost and that with fire. How be it? They've jumped that one specific commandment of God, the circumcision of the heart and the spirit. They say they're Jews. They talk in tongues. They have a prayer language. But they've never been born again. They say they're Jews. And they are not. Why? Because they've never had the circumcision of the heart and the spirit. And that is Romans 2, 28 and verse 29. Because of that, they say they're Jews. They go to church. They pay their tithes. They sound very good people. But never being born again, having the body, the sins of the flesh cut off by baptism. Water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. You'll see that in Romans 1, 6. Romans 6, 1 through 6. <laughs> Colossians 2, verse 10 through 12. Well, what is that? Well, the circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh is only by baptism. Colossians 2.12. It's through faith. Somebody said, that's not faith. My pastor said it wasn't faith. It's by faith in the operation of God. God takes a spiritual scalpel. He circumcises your spirit, not your mind, not your flesh, not a natural Jew having a circumcision of the flesh, but your spirit, your human spirit, your heart. And you'll see that in Romans 2, 28 and verse 29. He is not a Jew that is one outwardly. He's not a natural Jew. And that circumcision of the flesh, it he is a Jew. The true Jew, the true born-again Christian is one that's had the spiritual circumcision of the heart. In the spirit, that's your human spirit, whose praise is not a man, but of God. You have the praise of God and doing his will. You're born again. And you do that simply by water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. All through the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles given to us in the church age, the Pentecostal church age, and that, that dispensation of grace, Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. How'd you get them remitted? Through the circumcision of the heart and the spirit by baptism. Romans 6, 1 through 4, 
Colossians 2, 10 through 12. There's no other way. You'll see that in Acts 2, 38, Acts 8, 16. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They're Jews, spirits of Jews, the church of the living God, the ecclesia, the called out ones. You'll see it again in Acts 10 with the house of Cornelius of the Italian band. They were gathered there to hear words from Peter. And in the house of Cornelius, the Italian band, Peter was preaching Jesus Christ. As he did to this Gentile of the Italian, the Holy Ghost fell. And as they received the Holy Ghost, it fell on them and they were talking in other tongues. How do you know they were talking in tongues? For Peter said, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? How do you know? For he heard them speak in other tongues and magnified God. He knew they had received it. They received the Holy Ghost just as well as Peter and the other Jews there on the day of Pentecost. Well, what happened? Is that it? They received the Holy Ghost. He said, that's fine. You're saved and go home. No. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's Acts 10. Take a look at Acts 19. Here we have some fundamental believers. Apollos, the silver-tongued orator of Alexandria, had been through there and preaching that John's baptism of water under repentance. He preached repentance. That's all he had. And uh, as he did, there were certain brethren that believed it. They were baptized into John the Baptist, baptism of repentance. Most like the, uh, the nominal fundamental church world today. They repented. They think they're saved. Well, Paul came along. And he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, sirs, we don't know whether there be any Holy Ghost. Well, obviously, something was wrong with their water baptism. They had not heard that truth. There, Paul asked, Under then what were you baptized? Because if you've had the spiritual circumcision of the heart, in the spirit, the body of the sins of the flesh have been cut off by being born of the water. Water baptism, buried with Jesus in baptism, and that watery grave, crucified with Christ, but you're raised in the newness of life. They said, sirs, we don't know whether they be. We don't know whether there be any Holy Ghost, and we have not been baptized in the name of Jesus, but we've been baptized under John's baptism. Notice what they said. He said unto them, what were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. John the Baptist. Well, Paul had to explain it. Well, John the Baptist did baptize with water under repentance, saying that they should look on him that would come after him. He must decrease. Jesus must increase. So that when they heard Paul preaching Jesus Christ, what did they do? Well, they didn't walk on and say we're saved. When they heard Paul preaching Jesus Christ, then they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were baptized. And Paul laid hands on them. The doctrine of laying on the hands, and that is they received the Holy Ghost. What did they do? They spake with tongues and prophesied. 
Well, they're born of the water and the spirit. They are Jews. But what are the ones that's been baptized with the Holy Ghost but never had the water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ? When they say they're Jews, then they're not. Why? Because they never had the spiritual circumcision of the heart in the spirit, Romans 2, verse 28 and 29. And that will be a tremendous amount of souls thinking they're saved and are not, saying they're Jews and are not. And then that church that in Philadelphia, as well as Smyrna, but the ones in Philadelphia, the Lord said, I'll make those that are the synagogue of Satan that say they're Jews and are not. They never had water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, thinking it was uh, not essential, had nothing to do with salvation. I'll make them come down and worship before your feet. I'll make them know that I've loved you. Because most literally say that if you say that water baptism is essential according to the word of God in Acts 2.38, Acts 8.16, Acts 10, Acts 19, Acts 22, even Paul himself was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you state that, then they become contentious. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's works. No, it's not works. It is obedience to the commandment of God given unto Peter. Whatever you loose on earth should be loose in heaven, bound on earth should be bound in heaven. He preached on the day of Pentecost, Acts 2, 38, stating uh, when they said, men and brethren, what must we do? Peter stated it. Along with the other 11, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. That's a doctrine of Christ. Christ is every office of the Spirit, and every office of that Spirit, regardless of Father, Word, Holy Ghost, regardless of it's Son of God, Son of Man, that name is Jesus only, the man. Christ Jesus is that God. That's the doctrine of Christ. Those that say that they are Jews and never have had that water baptism in the name of Jesus never had the spiritual circumcision of the heart and the spirit will not make heaven. Don't get mad at us. Simply, we declare the word of God and warn what the Bible says the word says and those that become contentious over it, there will reap that benefit. If they're right, things are fine. But if not, they will see exactly what the Lord said to Smyrna and Philadelphia. They will not make heaven. We must adhere and obey the word of God. Obedience is required unto righteousness, yielding the peaceable fruits of holiness, Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members of service to obey obedience, him are the servants to whom you obey. In the last days, Iniquity will abound. What's iniquity? We serve God half-heartedly, vainly. We're not hot. We're not cold. We're lukewarm. It's a Laodicean church. They said, Laodicea states there, I'm increased with goods. Don't tell me what I need. I'm increased with goods. I'm clothed, fed, and have need of nothing. Notice what the Lord says to Laodicea over there. He says, uh, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. 
but I, I would that thou wert cold or hot, because thou art lukewarm. I'll spew you out of my mouth. You're cold, naked, destitute. You are not pleasing to God because you have bought the denominal prosperity gospel that money, mammon, is the blessings of God, and that's all there is to it. You don't have to mortify the deeds of the flesh to do the will of God. You can do your own will and have God too. You can love the world, and the Lord will accept you. But any man love the world, the love of the Father is not any. All that's of the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh. The world passes away with the lust thereof. That lust must be crucified, the mortifying the deeds of the flesh. But whosoever does the will of God must do it, shall abide forever. There, Jesus said that he wants them to buy of him gold tried in the fire. That's Holy Ghost fire. That's doing the will of God. That is obedience under righteousness. There we have this woke ideology coming upon the whole world, taking the nations. It's called equity. These people are not just disliking you because Jesus said the false prophets prophesy peace when there is no peace and they despise me. They hate the name of Jesus, though they use the name of Jesus, but only to literally take advantage and make merchandise of the body of Christ, to make merchandise of you, to make merchandise of all of us. They do it for money, for gain. These are hired harlings. These are the ones that will, in that day, will run and leave the flock because they're hired harlings. They are not and will not suffer for the cause of Christ. That's the reason the judgments there will separate the true believers from those that aren't, the holy from the profane, the righteous from the wicked, those that serve God versus those that do not serve God. And the judgments of God in his holy righteous indignation will literally set those apart that will know those that serve God and trust in him as a true believer. These days are upon us. We're in the last of the last days. I will never forget on the 19th of January, 2019, I've only had four visitations from the Lord Jesus in my whole 48 years in ministry. There he said, seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from these heavenly seal of living God, so send I you, unquote. We're in the last of the last days. We need more than ever forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. There's a place prepared of us of God. It's not a pre-tribulation rapture. There will be wings of an eagle given to us, the church of the living God, where we fly into the wilderness, where we have a place prepared of God, where we're nourished from the face of the serpent. For a time, time is dividing with time three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days. We're fast approaching those days. If you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, even though you might have been baptized with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, 
They are the ones that say they're Jews and are not. The only way to be a Jew, a spiritual Jew, a wild olive branch wrapped into that vine of the church of the living God is water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ as we see in 1 Peter 3. In the days of the long-suffering of God, in the days of Noah, wherein eight souls were saved by water, the like figure, wherein baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. Conscience is in the spirit of man, the human spirit. That conscience has to be purged from dead works to serve the living God. How? By applying the blood. The blood is never applied without the water. And that says, this is he that came by water and blood. Not by blood only, but by water and blood. The water baptism is essential for the circumcision of the heart and the spirit, whose praise is not of man, but of God. This is the ones that are Jews, the ones that are truly called of God, that are the church of the living God, the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. We must obey the scriptures. We must make sure we have obeyed the Lord in every area and not miss the mark. There, if this has been a witness with your spirit, and maybe you've already been born again, maybe you are a Jew, You've been born of the water and the spirit. You've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We see the gift of the Holy Ghost after you repented and you're on your way growing up in him and all things and all truth. We need to grow together. We need to grow up into him and all things and the body of Christ is coming together throughout the world. We're receiving more messages, emails now than ever before all over the world, Germany, France, where even in China, there you're listening. Obey. Obey the word of God. God will bless you. There in India, Africa, there are so many hundreds a day, I cannot get to everyone to answer you. But you are important to us. Keep up with our podcast on the present proceeding word of God. There at Sealing God's People. Email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. There, I will get right back to you. We can work together. You can also contact me at our websites, dennisbeard.org, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, jcic.tv, and though that on our daily podcast, download our app, Sealing God's People. Don't worry about numbers. Don't worry where the prosperity preachers and the thousands that flock to them for money, making merchandise of them. We would be greatly outnumbered in the last days. We realize that the same way. In the book of Acts, Paul stated, we're not as much that obey the truth. Stand for Jesus, and the Lord God will have pleasure in you, and you will be pleasing to the Lord God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, again, sealing God's people at dennisbeard.org. I'll wait to receive your email and where we can work together. Now we're praying for each member in the body of Christ that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ 
in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.